This episode of Dear Culture Podcast is brought to you by the all-new Honda HRV. Every creator is driven by a strong sense of curiosity, and the 2023 HRV is ready for any path that the power of determination can lead to. With sleek exterior styling and a spacious interior, this SUV is a statement piece made to keep up with the pace of your dynamic lifestyle. The all-new Honda HRV. Learn more at thebestlookinghrvever.com. This song was so black. When I remember seeing the video, I looked down and I had a dashiki on out of nowhere. And I was like, yo, any song that can force me into a dashiki out of nowhere, that's a super black song. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Dear Culture, the podcast for, by, and about black culture. June is Black Music Month. We've been having conversations all month about music. Uh, some of this content is going to be controversial. Some of it's going to be interesting and intriguing. Today's is no different. Today is the Juneteenth episode. Juneteenth is upon us. And I decided the best way to honor Juneteenth is talk about some of the blackest songs that we have at our disposal. And to do so, I brought in two of my homies from the 80s Babies podcast, Outlaw yeah. and Yankee Diz. What's up, folks? How are y'all Peace. doing? Life good, man. We appreciate you. We appreciate you uh, uh, bringing us and inviting us on, man. Man, listen, when I thought about people to talk music songs with, the first the first thought I had was to holler at y'all. I've had the pleasure of being on y'all podcast a million times, talking about Thanks. any and everything from protest music to our favorite albums, arguing about everything in between. And uh, some of my hot takes, like Cameron should be one of the greatest of all time. I know that's one of Yinka's <laughs> favorite t- of my takes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I want to first off issue you both an apology. So what we're going to do today is each of us is going to bring to the table five really like five songs that we deem some of the blackest songs we could think of. And when I had this idea, it seemed brilliant. I was like, yo, I'm going to holler at the homies. We're going to show up. Everybody's going to have like a like one of the blackest songs and we'll have a list and people will just will just drop these songs. And I was like, this is I'm amazing. This is how I feel about me. Like this is for the culture. I'm an amazing, brilliant person. And you know what I realized? This is a terrible idea. <laughs> Horrible idea. Especially for people like like us who are music yeah. heads, right? Who are gonna Absolutely. like so for one, I want to apologize, but two, how hard was this for you all to come up with five songs that and by the way, we're gonna get into this too. There's no rubric for. I basically said yeah. blackest songs. How difficult was this for you? So I, I think the it came down to first what your criteria was, but in terms of like what was allowed, what wasn't allowed. But I think for me, the biggest challenge I had was just figuring out what my criteria was going to be once I knew the general outline. And then once I had that, my songs actually kind of came together relatively easily. Yinka, what, what about you? Hardest thing I've ever had to do, and I graduated from engineering <laughs> school. So, uh, yeah, you know, real talk. Real talk. <laughs> UVA that counts school. for anything. <laughs> okay, and I and I appreciate. So, what I have to say is that I appreciate the effort, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And this, so part of the reason why I wanted you all to be on is because you all have your podcast, '80s Babies, right? It's a podcast about hip hop and music and pop culture. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I enjoy the most is how into the weeds we tend to get. <laughs> when we're talking about these things, like everybody brings, like you all bring such different skill sets to the table, but like no stone is unturned. The indulgences, the indulgences are all present. And I'm like, this is exactly, I know when I reach out to y'all, 
y'all will <laughs> indulge this. And I knew I texted I texted both of y'all. I was like, yo, I apologize. This was ridiculous. So I just want to say thank you. I appreciate y'all for being willing to go down this road with me. Hey, it's love. You, and I almost feel like I almost feel like you could have you could have like given us all an assignment like, you know, <laughs> Yinka, you take Caribbean music and outlaw, you take African music or jazz. or I mean, there's just so many directions you can go in with this. Uh, so it, it should be an interesting conversation. Well, that actually brings up a very good point. What did you use to come up with your own list? Like when what is your because when I tell you what mine is, you're going to be like, this dude is ridiculous. But Yinka, what did you use to come up with like your rubric? What was your metric for Blackest so, Songs? Your list. So I so I, I struggled with this. Right. And I even I even like tried to phone a friend. Right. Because I came up with my list <laughs> and then and then I hit I hit this wall where I was like, wait, what is black? Right. And, and by what is black? Oh, I mean, right. Like. Like yes. I'm, I'm, to ask I'm, that question too. I'm half, I'm half black American and half African. Right. Uh, but in my understanding of what black is, right. The term black is kind of a part of black American culture. Right. And like, once like it became a, a term from black American culture, then we all kind of adopted it. We as Africans were like, yo, we're black people. You know, Cuban people was like, yo, we black, like, like everybody's black. It's an identity now. Right. So right. does does this does this assignment mean that I need to see what is black from an, a black American identity perspective or a post black American? Now, we as a universal black collective, what, what, what does black mean to us? Right. And, and I struggled with just even that, like the concept. Nelson George would appreciate how much thought you just put into that. <laughs> like that was that's but that probably made it. I, I understand now why you said this is one of the hardest things you've had to do. For sure. Um, Look, I had the same question. I had the same question um, because Panama, you and I have actually had conversations about like what is what is black, right? Because you know, you and I are both mixed brothers, um, but I happen to be very passable, and we've had that conversation sometimes about okay. like you know, in certain contexts, I'm not always black. Like, what does that mean? And I don't. We don't need to get into the weeds on that. But the point is, is that I feel what Yinka is saying. How are we defining black? I ended up just saying, you know what? I have a general idea, like what it is. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and go with that. But um, for me, I ended up just making this very personal to what my perspective on what black is. And I'd actually like to into, uh, I'd actually like to issue my own apology for all of the people watching this because <laughs> I know that the three of us are going to miss some very, Absolutely. very specific categories, right? Yeah. Um, and I'll talk about that when I get to my list about categories, genres yeah. of black music that I just did not include. And I'll say why, but I just want to apologize to folks out there that when we don't have your song, I get it. Bro, we it's five, it. it's so, five songs. And, and another thing songs. that, another thing that, that I love about this, right. Is like, some of this is like, is like spades, right? Like some of this is like, <laughs> I know Panama, right. I know outlaw, like I know what's in their hand. Right. So like, so how do I move around their hand so that like, sure. we, we have like an engaging piece of conversation here. Cause if we all say before I let go, right. Then it's like, okay, all right, cool. We agree, it popped up. but that's not interesting. Right. So it's yeah, like, also right. how do I move around you guys identities as, as, as a friend of yours? Okay. And it's interesting you say that, and I actually want your take on this. Um, but before I do that, I do want to point out, so once this is all done, we are going to put all these songs in like a Spotify playlist or, or, or playlist of some sort. 
so that people can have a list and i'll probably start building on that like over time start adding just songs that i think like belong in this conversation would love to help with that bro love it yeah listen i'm 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 gonna need all the help and (laughs) so my own rubric let me tell you how how difficult this was for me too Uh so i started out with the existential question like what is black like what constitutes a black song because i'm look for instance i'm a huge fan like fela kuti right like blackest songs you could possibly get they're political they get all this other stuff but i was like is that where i want to go with it because then you know then it's just a straight list like that so i'm with you on the like diasporic nature of what constitutes black and what constitutes black music this could be anything and i'm like we only got five songs and right. I'm trying to have fun with this at the same time. So I got to <laughs> I got to I got to pull it back in. So then I was Absolutely. like, you know, I am trying to have fun with this. That is my goal is to be entertained <laughs> by this at the same time. Like, right. I know you all y'all indulge, y'all get into these things. And I'm like, so somebody's going to have to pull it back. Somebody's okay. going to have to be the one that throws in a song that everybody's going to want to throw a tomato at me. You know, I, before this even started, I sent I sent a, I sent Yink and Outlaw like a. a like the meme of Alonzo Mourning, the, the famous one where he's just sitting there like, <laughs> he's mad at first, then he has that moment of realization, like, well, I guess right. so. And I was like, this right. is going to be my list for you guys in some places, and that's what I hope to bring. Um, yeah, that's what's up. You mentioned something, Yinka, that I want to point out. So I mm-hmm. also made sure early on that we were going to take the obvious songs off the board. So here's mm-hmm. my list of, of quick and dirty obvious songs, and I'm going to be curious what you guys have as obvious songs. Okay. So for one, uh, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Off yep. the list automatically, probably the quintessential black song at this point. Black national They're playing anthem. it in NFL games for blackness purposes. <laughs> it's out. Right. Um, before I let go, both the Beyonce and the Frankie Beverly Amazed version. Uh, sounds of blackness, optimistic. It's out of there. Too that would have definitely made my list too. Yeah, listen, it, it was it started my list, and then I was right. like, that's too obvious. It's too, it's too easy. Right. Um, Stevie Wonder's Happy Birthday. Yeah. Out of there. Okay. Immediately yeah. out of there. No. Gotta go. So those are four immediate like Mount Rushmore black songs that I could think of. What other songs yeah. would you immediately strike off a list as obvious? Like, do you have any like Outlaw, do you have any obvious black songs that I don't have here? I mean, if we're gonna say before I let go, we also have to say um maybe Never Too Much by Luther Vandross. And um uh Candy. It's a candy. cameo yes. candy i was gonna so, say the same thing that's that's the other right because we we all do the electric slide to that song there's a whole electric <laughs> exactly. slide song but if candy comes yeah. on everybody busts an electric slide i do think Facts. the best man put it on blast as right, the, right. as the song to do that yes so then right. so then is in a sentimental mood by duke ellington and john coltrane is that also off the table because i love jones i don't think enough nah. people i i don't think enough okay. people saw love jones to take that off the table it so. didn't make my list but you know i'm just curious so like yeah. so does that mean then since we did the, this for for cameo and candy and and all these does that mean that all the black people dance songs are off like cha-cha slide <laughs> and percolator and <laughs> whatever else <laughs> those songs are never gonna make my list to begin with because i gotta be honest i hate all of them joints like i okay. genuinely can't stand the cupid shuffle if that joint comes on at a I wedding like i go stand with my arms folded in protest Now walk it by yourself. Now walk it by yourself. 
Nika, you're not you're not playing that at my wedding, dog. Oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> no, I'm glad you said. I'm no glad Cupid you told shuffle. me because no because the thing about the thing about DJing weddings, and I don't want to take us on on the tangent, but like the most important thing is to get people up, and those songs are sure shots. Like you know, Cha Cha Slide and them joints will get everybody up. Then they you go into facts. what you want to actually play. But anyway. we we don't need to, to talk about that. But it's not a tangent. <laughs> what you play at the black wedding matters. It's relevant yeah, to this conversation. Absolutely. It does. You know, international Which players is, anthem. I'm not going to toss it in here, but there is one song that I decided to leave, leave off my list okay. that is going to be a surprise to you all that I also think is played at every black wedding, especially okay. at this point, that okay. would factor in here. Um, okay. Oh, so here. Oh, let me let me break that. So here's my here's what I came up as my uh, raison d'etre for what a black song is here. Okay. okay. Songs that white people couldn't make. That is how <laughs> I landed on a black song. Like, <laughs> all right. Songs like that songs that white people couldn't make. And I'm going to uh, perhaps controversially throw like Hall and Notes in here because I feel like they probably oh, straddled yeah. that line of being able to do anything. Yeah. They uh, make black songs. But yeah, so no <laughs> Hall and Notes type song. I don't have anything in here. <laughs> the Bee Gees, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Carpenters. <laughs> Bobby Caldwell, you know what right. I mean? Like every year I dropped, I dropped like an article every year. Like when did you find out Bobby Caldwell was white? Cause I'm always amazed at how many people are just now learning that like 40 years after what you won't do for love has dropped. What you won't do to do for love. You tried everything. Really? I was one, I, that was me. I was one of them. I was late yeah. to the game. That's crazy. Well, <laughs> yeah, I I am always amazed by that. It always it's always like a brand new realization. Well, I guess right. like realizations are brand new for a ton of people, and I'm always surprised yeah. by that. And but it's always entertaining. And it's not honestly, like a Rick Astorly thing where it's like, yo, this dude sounds like a brother. When I found he out that was a black as hell, bro. British kid when he made that song, I'm like, yo. I, I, I think I wrote an article about that, too, because I was so dumbfounded by it. So, all right. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a real quick break here. And when we come back here on Dear Culture, we're going to get into each individual list of blackest songs based on the metric we all decided upon, which, as you can see, goes in many different directions. And we're going to see who potentially has the blackest list here, whether we can come to any agreement, Probably not. But at the end of the day, we're all going to have fun. So stay tuned here on Dear Culture. Hello, I'm world famous white politicist Michael Harriet and the host of the brand new podcast, The Griot Daily on The Griot's Black Podcast Network. Are you Batman? I mean, I'm serious, right? Like, the only reason you would ask a black person about black on black crime is if you thought that like black people were superheroes and could just put on a cape and go around stopping crime. Join us every day as we get to the nitty gritty of everything going on in the world. We'll be everywhere you find your podcast starting in June. And as always, tell your mom and them I said, hey, All right, we are back here on the Dear Culture Podcast having this Juneteenth discussion about Blackest Songs with my homies, the 80s babies, Outlaw and Yinka Diz. 
And listen, I'm excited to get into this because I'm very curious about what songs that you all came up with. We've been talking about this for weeks at this point. So, Yinka, you're first up to bat. Let's hear your list. Let's go. All right. So, so I took the diasporic, um, you know, kind of kind of angle, like like you said, right? I'm, and I and I, I felt like I had to touch at least like most of the extremities of like what black is, right? So, um, okay. so you know, I, I'll kind of start from like the four and five. Um, when I put my list together, right? Um, so, so I had to put fella, you know, water no get enemy on there. <laughs> That's that's you know Fela's our Bob Marley in Nigeria and um right. you know that's the like revolutionary battle cry song but then at the same time it slaps and everybody knows it you know what I'm saying it slaps hard <laughs> so that that was uh that was probably my number five my number four right I realized on my when I put my list together there were no black women on my list I had all men on my list and I was like that's impossible can't do it so uh, my number four Patriarchy is uh, wins again. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so growing up, my my mother my mother lived in uh, in Bolivia for for five years when she was she was a high schooler. Um, so she's a fluent Spanish speaker. She teaches Spanish. Uh, she she bumped a lot of Celia Cruz around the house, and there was one Epic. specific record, you know, by Celia Cruz, uh, La Negra Tiene Tumbao, which basically means like the black girl got swag. Like my mom loved that record. She, like she just played around the crib. So I love so that song too. Yep. so Celia Cruz had to had to make the list. So those are my my four and five. Um, and so to get to to my to my top three, um, my number one, I'll start from the top and go go down, had to be the the new black national anthem, which is Kendrick Lamar's "We Gonna Be All Right." Gonna be all right. We gonna be all right. We gonna be all right. Go ahead, Panama. I, I know you got thoughts. I was wondering if I was wondering if this song was gonna make it. So I had it on my list and I struck it off just because yeah, yeah. I was like, I sure I'm sure somebody else is gonna put this on their list. So, Yo, okay. I, I, right. I, you know, I was like, if Panama makes me go first, then it's it's gonna make my list. And if not, either Panama or Outlaws gonna have this, and then I'm gonna have to put. I I got a, a backup list in case y'all got a list. It's my list. So <laughs> I figured Yinka was gonna have this one. So you know, I'm, I'm glad you have it. It's a must. I it's, mean, solid pick. It's the new black national anthem. Um, you know, when when you know when the Ferguson moment happened, it just I, like sometimes timing is just perfect for a record. It's already an amazing record, but the timing of when it was released just happened at a moment where we needed it and it became our song. And that's why I had to yeah. be the list. So, Agreed. Um, all right, all right, I, yeah. I respect it. I respect that. You are right. you, you already strong in the game right here, bro. <laughs> like you strong in the game. So two more, uh, you know, the second one is the the Kendrick Lamar's We Gonna Be All Right of of the previous generation, which is Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. That had to make the list, too. So Struck uh, off my list for that very same reason, too. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's obvious, but it's necessary. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that was important to me, right, while I wanted to cover the whole diaspora, my, my my joint also got a slap too, you know what I'm saying? Like like I can't I can't have a list where it's just a bunch of records that only I've ever heard of, and you know that joint don't slap. So all of these records so far slap in in my personal opinion, um, and and Marvin Gaye is no different. It's 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 revolution, it's culture, and it slaps. So hey, 
Okay. I agree. Uh, agreed. Also, one of the greatest albums of all time. For sure. Arguably the greatest album of all time, depending on, I mean, that's not a debate we can have right now, but arg- arguably. <laughs> I, see, yeah. I see Outlaw like, wait a minute, wait a minute, but arguably. It's definitely arguably. one of the greatest albums of all time and yeah. one of the greatest artists of all time. So, hey. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, and last but not least, right, again, I said my list got a slap. And it got a slap, like, universally and regionally. And so, you know, I I had a few other situations that, that I had to move down just off the list, which, like I said, I got a backup list. But since I went first, Outcast, Spody, Odie, Dope, Alicious. It's just my interpretation of the situation. I um, thought about it. I really you know thought about saying? it. I'm glad you put it on there. It's like it has to be on the yes. list. And it's it's wild because like it's it. like, it's not, I, I, I don't, like, the black experience is not just revolution. It's not just pain. It's not just overcoming something. It's also like, we just have a good ass time, bro. Like, that, like yeah. being black is, is beautiful. And, and, and living as black people is, and celebrating in and of itself is, is revolution. And so I just feel like Spody Odie Dopalition just like, embodies like what blackness is to me and i ain't even from the south you know what i'm saying so i felt like it had to make the list so that's my five bro let me let me say that is one of the blackest songs and i'm glad you have it on here so i can cross it off mine so i can slide (laughs) in one of these ridiculous ones because Uh, when it's got the horns and you know black people love us some horns it's got spoken word it's got people saying hollywood coal for decades (laughs) even though it's hollywood court which is a projects in atlanta absolutely it's got a dope baseline and can't nobody figure out if it's actually a sample or not right because i've been trying to find out if that's a sample for (laughs) ever that's a good point i thought it was an interpolation yeah bro it's the blackest song ever it even got it even got a fight a party a fight i mean it just it's literally like my childhood experience, I wasn't at that party, but I feel like I was there. You know what I'm saying? All blends perfectly. Oh, oh, and the yeah. and one of the blackest parts of it, a nod to good times with the damn, damn, damn James. Right, right, right. It's in there, right? Yeah. Like, facts, you know what? Facts. You, yeah, you, you might, you, okay. <laughs> I thought I'm, I'm really glad. Now. Look, Yinka knows how much I love that song, so I'm really glad yeah. that you included it you know, on your on your list. I'm glad this guy has an inclusion on this 15 blackest songs of all time hey yeah that's a perfect song bro like i it's it's part of my morning um i have like a morning get hype list of songs Mm -hmm. that which includes like beyonce's like countdown and stuff like that and i got all these songs spodiotes it was the one when i'm ready to get going i just turn it on so i get that yep that's the amazing thing about it too sorry before we cut from spodiote dopalicious and how amazing it is is it's a hype song that's a chill song right like the yeah. tempo and the swing is actually really slow but at the same time because of them horns it's like it's hype like it could be a fight song too you know love it all right so wait can you recap your list go back and give sure. us the recap of what's on your list i've got fela kuti water nugget enemy celia cruz la negra tiana tumbao kendrick lamar all right marvin gay what's going on and outcast spodioti dopalicious that's a solid list. This you coming out the gate swinging. I respect <laughs> it. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. You already made me. I, I got to cross off a couple songs on my own list so I can slide in some some tomfoolery. So, uh, <laughs> all right, Outlaw, are you ready? You ready yeah. to go? Yeah, I'm ready. So to kind of piggyback on your criteria, one of the things I also wanted to make sure was that these were songs that um, white people weren't overly familiar with, right? <laughs> 
Um, so no, there is one exception to that, but there's, I'll tell you why it makes a list. So okay. just right off the bat, I think one of the predictable ones for me would be from one of my, one of my favorite, favorite albums. And Yika already knows this. Panama knows this as well is, uh, most deaf Umi says, right? Absolutely. You got most deaf. Not only is he, is he, is he kind of like singing on it? He's also performing a lot of in- instrumentation. Tomorrow may never talked before about like you know not everything about blackness has to be about pain and i think that while he's talking about the struggle it doesn't necessarily come from like a word we're victims or or like you're to blame he's just like look people black people this is what we have to do right you know what i mean and it's just like it's a beautiful song like you know i could have an entire album full of just like most of umi says and i'd be good you know what i mean so for me what blackness what, what what blackness feels like to me on one of the blackest albums of all time uh, I have to yes. go with Umi Says, right? Yo, that was on my right. backup right. list. And I knew Outlaw was going to pick it, so I love yeah. it. I knew <laughs> that it was, was going to be, be on yeah. here. Something from yeah, that yeah, album yeah, was going to yeah. be here somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so the next one, we talked before, we said uh, Black and I'm Proud by James Brown couldn't make the list, right? That was too mm-hmm. obvious. Yes. Um, but I did have to have something from, from the Godfather of Soul, James Brown. Okay. And I went with something that was potentially ignorant, but also just great. And that is The Big Payback. And I'm going with the pig payback for, for, for the main reason is because this line right here. I don't know karate, but I know yes, we <laughs> And if that is not Ask black, somebody. If, I, if that's not black, then I don't know what else is, hey. right? That, that whole song is basically talking about like how he's got to get back at his haters, if you will. You know what yes. I mean? If you, got, if you have an IG account, then you have at least 10 black friends that have all the haters in the world. You don't know where these haters come from, <laughs> but but the haters are there and that energy is there and big big payback encapsulates all of that. All right. So there you go. James okay. Brown, big payback. All right. All right. All right. So the next one, uh, Yinka, I feel you about us needing to have some women on here. And so I've got none other, none other than Erica Badu's blackest song ever. And that is Tyrone. You better <laughs> yes. call Tyrone. Yeah. is like that song does not work if it's a studio version that song Absolutely. only works yep. because it uh-huh. is a live recording the crowd and if you go back and you listen to this song yep. it's it's essentially it's, it's call and response that's yep. essentially not not just a spoken word but that's essentially a comedic performance in song form so you had the stand-up yep. comedy routine you know what I mean? With with her saying a joke and the and the audience is like laughing at it and, and they're all about all about it, right? And and everybody knows it's like, well, you better call Tyrone. Like that's just become black vernacular. So yeah. Tyrone has got to make the list. Period. Okay. And, and also, yo, Tyrone wasn't the deadbeat dude. Can we just exactly. clarify that for our <laughs> brothers and sisters that do not know? We 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 made we made Tyrone the 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 villain for so long and he was not the villain, he was just a helpful friend. All right, back to it. That song won about me, a boy that ain't my name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So the, this next one is the deepest cut. And I doubt many, I doubt either of you, you all have heard this or any okay. of our listeners have heard this, right? Um, 
but I think that one of the things about what, what, what makes a black song or what Panama talked about is like a, a black person or a, a white person can't make this. We also have to give credit to like a lot of the genres that black people created that often don't get credit for. Right. So for me, you know, uh, I got started DJing by DJing house music, specifically when I went to South Africa and I got into South African house. Right. And, you know, a lot of a lot of African artists get a lot of credit on the on the international stage, especially from folks from the West. But I feel like we have to give a shout out to some folks from the South. Um, and so I'm going to give a shout out to not the most popular artists in South Africa, but my favorite, which is Black Motion, my favorite house group. This song represents like, for me, like when I put it on, I feel like I'm just, I'm ready to go to war with my people for, for whatever, right? Like I feel, I just feel very, very black. I put it on when I go to the gym. It just gives me all the energy that I need. It's got, it's got everything about house music that I love. Um, it's got like the, the township kind of sense to it. It's got kind of like this goth chant going on. The drums are crazy. The instrumentation is crazy. The way it builds is crazy. So if y'all get a chance to check it out, please, for me, that's just that's just something with it. Whenever I hear this, like that's my that's like my black theme music. That's like, yo, we're it's just it's everything for me. So there's a very personal choice. Um, it's a deep cut. People may Your not list? know it, but for me, yeah, that's that's my list. That's my list. Never heard of it, but I will check it out. Yeah, it's it's uh it's dope. Uh, the last one for me is um I feel like we have to give a shout out to a genre of music that has that has not been taken over by white people. Right. And I'm from the DMV area. Right. I live in D.C. Go, go, go. And we got to we have to have a go go song. You cannot have a, a, a list about blackest songs of all time without having a go go song. And there are so many different go go songs I could choose. Right. I thought about going Sardines by by Junkyard Band. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to do I'm going to do something that, that white people always do to black music. They always appropriate our shit so instead <laughs> i'm gonna go with with the song that we appropriated their shit. i'm gonna take a is. song that white people it. made that had no business <laughs> uh, a terrible song by an artist that no one cares about this is a song that had no business being any good everybody knows this song and that's why it's going on my blacklist. This song had no business being any good. And they wow. said, you know what? I'm going to take this dirt song and I'm going to make it just butter. This song is awesome. Bravo. Blackest, black, Bravo. That, that, that's got to get on my Bravo. list. Bravo. So there I, I, you love, go. I, I love the like the colonization and like reverse <laughs> cultural appropriation. Yeah. I love it. That's a great pick. Here's the thing, too. <laughs> White people don't even know that black people made their song great. They forgot all about the song. But that's that's oh, our that's our joint now. That's our that joint. Is, that is our. So, that's a really good pick, man. That's a good that, pick. You you know what? I that's a good pick. Yeah, I like that <laughs> I that one. I appreciate. I you have no idea how much I appreciate that as a pick for this. Like that, yes. And I like the explanation right. too. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love I love the thought. I love right. the thought. So okay, I'm I'm all in. So go back one more time. Can you like run down your songs again? Yeah. So we got most F. Umi says James Brown, Big Payback. Erica Badu, Tyrone, Black Motion, Moya Wa Twaola, and Pieces of Me. I appreciate the DC shout out. Uh, of DC, course. I, of I, course. I love that. I love that. Of course. <sighs> All right. District. There you go. <laughs> you got the district. Got the district on your back. All right. So 
now it is my turn to share my list. And Jeez. like I said, my my personal rubric was songs that white people couldn't make. Okay. So here are gonna be the first two songs that I have that you know I they they should probably be obvious. Um, but I'm gonna give you a slight reason for why I picked them too. Uh, the first one is gonna be Donny Hathaway, Roberta Flax, "Be Real Black for Me." Be real black for me. Be real black for me. One, it's in the title. You're not asking a white person to be real black for you. Unless it's Rachel Dolezal, <laughs> in which case it's probably still controversial, but she might try. Uh, but I love this song. Some of the most beautiful singing. There's like a point. The first chorus, like Roberta, Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway's voices hit like the most perfect crest of unison I've ever heard in my life. Scarface sampled the song from my block. You know, it's just like it's a perfect song to me. I, I, I'm Donny Hathaway stan. Yeah. To know me is to know I love Donny Hathaway. So that man could literally do no wrong. As far as I'm concerned, every record he's ever made has been perfect. Next, I'm going to go Rick James and Smokey Robinson, Ebony Eyes. Huh, okay. I love this song. I still remember the first time I heard because Rick James hit that Ebony Eyes. <laughs> and I laughed so hard, but I was like, man, Rick James really went for it on this one. I really appreciate it. <laughs> But the video is so ridiculous. And I know this is not like the video version, but oh my goodness. Have y'all seen the video for Ebony Eyes? Nah, yo. Yo, Mm -mm. Rick James and Smokey Robinson get shipwrecked on an island and they're trying to find, like, they're waiting for the loves of their lives to come save them. (laughs) So they're walking along an island by themselves singing about Ebony Eyes, basically to each other. But it's it's really fascinating. Like, if you've never watched this video, I can't recommend enough to go watch a video. It's that that ridiculous and that good. But Ebony Eyes is just a perfect song. Like I, 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 man, I love this song so much. Like right. since I since I first heard it, it elevated up the list for me for like favorite favorite songs. So far, we got Donny Hathaway, Brother Flag, Be Real Black for me, Smokey and Smokey and Rick James, or Rick James and Smokey because our Rick James album, Ebony Eyes. Now we got to get to the fun stuff. Okay. All right, this is in no particular order, but we're gonna do this anyway. Mm-hmm. Diggable Planets. Blackatalism, Ninth Wonder. So, everybody knows this song because of uh, Butterfly, Doodlebug, the Ladybug Mecca. Her verse in that song where she says, 68 inches above sea level, 93 million miles above these devils. Wait, Outlaw, you don't remember this song? I'm not even sure. If I, I'd have oh, to hear it, man. Oh, you have heard no this song. Auto. I guarantee it. Any okay. It was on Rap City. Yeah, any order. <laughs> Like A alike, B alike. B alike, A alike, C alike. That's G alike, Jazzy Joy. This comes right off the heels of Diggable Planets making Refutation of Time. I can't remember the name of the name. Yeah, it was a very yeah, pretentious yeah. title, but it has Rebirth the <laughs> Slick on it. Right. Diggable Planets turned right back around and got so super black that this Blow album ha- is called Blowout Comb, yeah. right? The album yeah. itself is called Blowout Comb. Yeah. This song. Part of the reason I picked this song is one because the word devils gets mentioned several times in it. Uh, this song was so black. When I remember seeing the video, I looked down and I had a dashiki on out of nowhere. And I was like, yo, any song that can force me into a dashiki out of nowhere, that's a super black song. They had afros and afro picks. Like this, yeah. this dug so heavily into their like African diasporic bag that. I was like, there's no way I can put a list on here. This is like one of the first songs I thought of when I did this list. 
All right, so that's the war- that's the warm up one I gotta explain. But y'all gonna feel me on this next one. All right, okay. all right. breathe in. You gonna as soon as I say the artist, you are gonna know exactly where I'm going with this. Uh-oh. Juvenile, back that ass up. Okay. All right. I was wondering I if somebody it. was gonna put this on the list. <laughs> It's such a layup to me. For one, the reaction that black people have as soon as the intro strings come in, right? It literally, uh, outside, I'm trying to figure out what other song moves people to the dance floor as quickly as this song. Maybe Candy? Not even. BBD Poison? Maybe. That might be the closest thing. Which was one of the songs I struck off my list. Me too. (laughs) So I put so juvenile back to that. It, for one, white people can't make, couldn't make this song, right? It just wouldn't it wouldn't hit the same way. Like mm-hmm. this song is a staple black community song. You can play it anytime, anywhere. Everybody loves it. Everybody knows it, and people just respect and understand the point and the purpose of this super <laughs> black song. Everybody understands the assignment when this song is on. So that's why I picked juveniles back that ass up. Mm-hmm. Now, y'all ready? All right, what you got? You you gonna know where this is going as soon as I get started. Ray J's one wish. This song is black because it's so ridiculous, and it's the kind of song if somebody were to say this stuff out loud, you'd be like, "Yo, this this is so black. This is so ridiculous." For one, it's called One Wish. There are at least fourteen wishes made in this song. <laughs> At least 14 wishes made this and made in this song. Ray J does a video dancing in the rain for no good reason, which is some very black stuff to do, adding atmosphere and ambiance where it is unnecessary. My point here is it's black in nature that Ray J, my main point is Ray J has a song called One Wish that has at least 14 wishes in it. All of them which are all of them which are more like just asks, like, you know, could we just do this thing? Like we could just kind of hang out. Yeah. Their wishes, it doesn't make any sense. So I picked Ray J's One Wish just because of the sheer ridiculousness of it as a song, which I think is very black. And it's sung by a man named Willie Ray Norwood. <laughs> Willie Ray is one of the blackest combinations of names in the history of blackness. So I went Donnie Hathaway, Roberta Flack, be real black for me. I think we can all agree on that one. Mm. Rick James and Smokey Robinson, Ebony Eyes. It's in the title. <laughs> Diggable Planets, Blackalism, Ninth Wonder. Uh, also the place where Ninth Wonder, the producer, took his name from. Oh, makes sense. Uh, Juvenile, Back That Ass Up. Because, I mean, it's the most understanding assignment song of all time. And Ever. controversially, Ray J's One Wish, because of the sheer ridiculousness of it and because of the super black ask of it. But, you know, I, I hear you. So, yeah. I like that the is list. A, that is a list. I like the list. I like that. I like that you put a Ray J record on there because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a Panama list without exactly without a Ray J on on there. And the funny <laughs> thing about the record that you chose, your reasoning for choosing it is actually the reason why I almost put um, Lauren Hill's Doo-Wop on my list instead of Celia Cruz, because I just feel like like her just condescending to all of us black people was just so black. Like it was just like, you girls out there, make sure you don't do this. And it was. You guys to, to make sure you don't do that. And I'm like, yo, this is some really black stuff right here. So I feel you. All right. So, so look, we, there's not going to be anything for Sam Cook. Change going to come. That's just, that's just too obvious. It was on my list. That's probably one of the obvious picks too. Yeah, it was on, it was on my list, but I think I think it's more of an obvious pick. So we're gonna yeah. I'm gonna have a list yeah. of all the obvious picks too. All right. So we're gonna take a real quick break here, and when we come back, we're gonna discuss who of the three of ours probably had the blackest list. 
who won? I mean, it wasn't a competition necessarily, but who 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 had the blackest list so far? Um, I got my pick in my head already. It's not me. So uh, we'll be right back after this break here on Dear Culture. All right, we're back here on Dear Culture, and we just had a discussion about the blackest songs. The three of us, myself, Yinka, and Outlaw, brought our list of five blackest songs, and it went places I didn't expect it to go, but it was all awesome. And I, of course, had to bring Ray J into the discussion because Ray J belongs in every discussion as far as I'm concerned. But we need to figure out. So of the, of the songs we brought, of the lists, who had the blackest list? I'm going to go first because I did not win. I did not have the blackest list. I know this because I included Ray J. And I gotta say, I gotta say, and I wrote I wrote these lists down because I was I wanted to make sure. This is hard because you know what? Like you both had since it wasn't me, you both had songs that I genuinely put. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna go with Outlaw on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna hey. give it to you by hair because Spody I'm you know the ATL. You know, I'm talking about shouting. You know what I'm talking about? Is. Like so. Good wait. Choice. So all right. So Outlaw, I'm gonna I'm giving it to you. Who do you, who had the blackest list to you? I think you can include yourself if you need to. By the way, that's okay. This is it's not look. I I do I do legitimately think that go go is the blackest musical genre that there is, only because it's the only one that no other culture has co opted it at all, right? Like right. you you know Afrobeat, all the modern Afrobeat bands, and I'm not talking about like the modern like Niger Afrobeats. I'm talking about all the ones like when Afrobeat resurfaced, all those bands they all have like a lot of white members, right? Uh, dancehall, soca, uh, blues, jazz, like all these black art forms, house music, rock, hip hop, they've all been co-opted by white people. Go-Go music has not been co-opted by anyone. Yeah. It's just a black art form. So I, that is a strong choice. But Yinka has Spodiote Dopalicious. Yes, Spodiote Yinka has Kendrick Lamar's We Gonna Be Alright. Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. He does. It's a good list. <laughs> oh, he's I gave got a strong list. Just of the, yeah, I gave you the SBA I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it, but oh, <laughs> his, his list is very strong. Very strong I, list. I got I, I to gotta agree with, 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 with both of y'all. Like, I... I, you know, in my in my vanity, I'll say that I like my list the best, but I think Outlaw <laughs> has the best individual pick of of anybody with that with the the yeah. I was very I was the, very confident with that. It. That was solid. That, that, that it was. was well it was one I didn't see coming at all. <laughs> yeah. So it was like I completely didn't see it coming at For all. Sure. So when you said it, like the wind up was perfect. Like I'm feeling it. The more you talking, I'm like, oh, he's gonna do it. <laughs> right, right. Man. Well, because. And, and, well, I was just going to say, the thing that's hard is that, like, look, I do think that Go-Go is a necessary inclusion, regardless, right? But it's like, which song do you pick, right? Do you pick something yeah. by Chuck Brown? Do you pick, you know... My assumption was the butt was where we were going to go do, with do it. You right. pick, do you pick uh, Junkyard Band Sardines? Like, that's a, that's a very, very right. strong pick. But I was like, mm. nah, I want to do what white people did to all of our music. <laughs> we, but but we're going to take their song... That no one uh, likes and we're gonna make it good so that's, that's, that's why i had facts. to do that one and real talk at first i thought you were going with hello i thought you were gonna take i thought you were gonna oh, go the hello route no and then yeah then it dawned on me was like wait a minute pieces of me pieces of me <laughs> exactly. and then when you kept exactly. going i was like here we go if you were yeah. outside when we when we was playing pieces of me yo i mean oh, yo yeah. you could just cut it in the whole crowd gonna sing it like they really it, did it exactly how outlaw said like it's a song that nobody cares about and you know they blackenized that joint. That's ours now. We got that. It's it's funny too because Gogo oftentimes gets uh, flack, gets criticism, and legit criticism for covering right. songs and doing a very right. poor job. Yeah. And 
And everybody who's been, who's a DC transplant, most of the times they come to the city and they're like, what is this? Like, what is this music, right? But the one song, well, there's two. Sexy Ladies, everybody likes Sexy Ladies, right? But the other song that they all get down to is Pieces of Me. So, I mean, you know, I I own it, you know? Great pick, great pick. I own it. All right, well, that was a great pick. Those are great choices. And like I said, Yankee, you're, you you got you hit me in the heart with Spody. You got Yo, yeah, be, sure. like you, everybody. Y'all's list was great. Y'all lists list is I'm talking <laughs> black songs. Now I'm getting AAV out here. Yeah. Y'all y'all lists were amazing. I love that stuff. Um, I think this, I think it's really strong. You know, it's actually stronger than I expected it to be. Yeah. So that's saying something. It actually like the choices ended up being even better than I expected. If y'all if your song is missing, we apologize. And we're going to try to accommodate that, hopefully, in this little Spotify playlist that Panama's working on. So don't don't even trip. We got y'all. Yeah, don't trip, homie. Uh, that was, was going to be a game. I was going to go the whole game route, but that's probably also, <laughs> like you said, it's, it's too deep cut. All right, so, you know, I want to I thank y'all for putting these lists together. And, you know, I, pre- I, I generally appreciate it. I knew y'all, y'all would indulge this, and I just love it. So before we get out of here, there's one thing I like to do before – at the end of every podcast, and that's ask for the guests to give us a black recommendation. A black recommendation would be a recommendation of something by, for, and about black culture, black people, whatever. So I asked you all both to bring a black recommendation to the table before we got here. So Outlaw, what is your black recommendation? My homegirl, um, she's an Igbo Nigerian, and uh, she has two kids. And okay. she put these books together with, with some friends of hers about how to teach um, cause she doesn't want her language lost. And so she put like learning materials together for, 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 for African children or for black children or for anyone who wants to learn these languages. Um, and so there's, there's learning materials for Igbo, Yoruba, Edo, Hausa, Swahili, Twi, and Amharic. And then not only that, but she also took some, some African folklore, some stories that she heard when she were, when she was a kid, some fables, and then turned those into some, 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 turned those into books for children so but from an african you know told from an african's perspective so that they can hear some of these fables you know from passed on from their ancestors um and so you can go check out this website it's uh it's www.ada-ari-ari.com ada-ari.com ada-ari.com um go check her out support her stuff black owned business and um yeah you know go get your learning on all right, dope. Appreciate that black recommendation, Yinka. What you got? Mine is a shameless, uh, shameless plug, but uh, you know I do make music. Um, I released uh, one, my album on vinyl at the end of last year. Um, I'm pretty proud of it. It's a translucent blue vinyl. My my album is 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 available on uh, vinyl, and uh, 25% of the proceeds go to uh, Victory Lap 5K, which is a, a 5K. Um, a uh, nonprofit that basically uh, creates opportunities for for STEM uh, programs for for high schoolers in North Carolina. So uh, definitely check that out. We'll, we'll include this is the, the uh, is it the discovery? Yeah, discovery exactly. Discovery, Thanks. yeah, dope. All right, well, Yinka Outlaw, tell people where they can find where they can listen to the '80s Babies, where they can find you guys at. You know, where where can they keep up with the '80s Babies? It's it's. At the '80s Babies on all of our socials, we're uh, we're we're trying to expand into into uh, doing the whole Instagram thing, TikTok thing. Our stuff's on YouTube now, um, and you know anywhere where you listen to podcasts, it should be available at the '80s Babies. Yeah, A zero Z B A B I E S. There it is. 
All right. Well, look, thanks everybody for checking us here at, at Dear Culture, this podcast. We had a lot. This is a great conversation. Perfect Juneteenth episode is part of our Black Music Month suite of podcast episodes talking music. Please email all questions, suggestions, compliments, whatever, to podcast at thegrio.com. And Dear Culture is an original po- production brought to you by the Grio Podcast Network. Uh, the show is produced on myself and Crystal Grant, uh, edited, produced by Richard White. And Regina Griffin is our managing editor of podcasts, who is also one of our guests, our guest producers here on this episode. So thanks for listening. Have a black one. Next week on Dear Culture, the new book about the notorious B.I.G. It was all a dream. Biggie and the world that made him. I feel like Biggie and Pac have kind of been subjected to just being like, oh, these two guys had a crazy beef and then lost their lives in a very tragic manner. Like, yes, those things absolutely happen and they absolutely have to be part of the story. But even before all that, man, there was an intense and beautiful friendship between those guys. Like, I want the love and the brotherhood uh, between them to get just as much, you know, acclaim and just as much uh, coverage as everything that happened after Pac got shot at Quad Studios. I, I think that was, that, I think that was important for me to to showcase the origins of that friendship, just how deep it ran and just how loyal they were to each other.